today in the book of Psalms, the 40th chapter, we're going to read just one verse. Psalms chapter 40, verse and verse 8. Hallelujah. I had some other scriptures I was going to read down through there, but I'm just going to uh, go with one scripture uh, because, frankly, that's probably going to be all the time I'm going to have. Psalms chapter 40 and verse 8. I delight to do your will, O my God, and your law is within my heart. I delight... To do your will, O oh my God, and your law is within my heart. I want to preach to you on a subject titled, A Clash of the Wheels. A Clash of the Wheels. Let's pray. Lord, as we come to you today, we thank you and we praise you, God, for this service, the anointing that we have felt here right now. And now, Lord, I believe that you would want us to listen to you and sit down, God, and feast from your table. Give us what you'd have us to have today, and we give you the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name, let the church say, Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Many years ago, back before um, the modern days of uh, navigation, um, the captain of a great ship looked out across the dark night, and through the fog of that dark night, he saw faint lights in the distance. Immediately, he told his signalman to signal the message, and that's when they had to do that, 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 you know, whatever, what was that called? I don't know, Morse code. He told his signalman to begin to signal a message, and that message was, Alter your course 10 degrees south was what he had his signalman to, uh, to send out. Promptly, a return message was received. Alter your course 10 degrees north. The captain was angered. His command had been ignored. So he sent a second message, alter your course 10 degrees south. I am the captain. Soon another message was received, alter your course 10 degrees north. I am Seaman Third Class Jones. Immediately the captain sent a third message, knowing the fear that this would surely invoke. Alter your course 10 degrees south. I'm a battleship. Then the reply came, Alter your course 10 degrees north. I am a lighthouse. Now, get that picture in your mind. This is what this captain's headed straight for. All of us take a certain amount of pride in being the captain of our own lives on this sea of life. Hallelujah. I don't believe that there's a teenager ever born, and although it might be a long, been a long time for some of you, this includes you too, but I don't believe that there's ever been a teenager ever born if, if they didn't tell their parents, Blood outright, they at least they thought it uh, in their mind 
I sure be glad when I get old enough where I can get out and then I can do what I want to do. Hallelujah. And when we get out, I'm on my own, bless God. I'm captain of my life now. Hallelujah. So all of us take a certain amount of pride in being the captain of our own lives on this sea of life. We chart out the course that we are pleased to take and stop at the ports that we are inclined to harbor in. It don't matter, Mom and Dad always told me, you got no business being down there at the dance hall or the honky-tonk. Hallelujah. That's a port I'm, I'm headed for, and I'm going to harbor there for a little while. Hallelujah. It don't make no difference if five people have to drag me out of there, and I won't know where I'm at when I leave. Hallelujah. Follow me now. I'm laying the foundation. Hallelujah. We chart out the course. As most captains who sail on the high seas, we have developed a strong will which asserts our authority as captain. Sometimes we got to flex our muscles. We got to, we got, we got to um, uh, show our authority. I'm captain. Young guys who are planning to get married or maybe just married just very brief time, they have, they have, they have, some of them go in letting, letting know right off the bat, hey, I'm captain of this thing, and I'm going to run things around here. And as one, one newlywed, after the honeymoon was over, somebody asked him, said, I thought you said you were going to run things at your house. He said, I do. I'll run the wash machine, the dryer, the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> Hello, somebody. <laughs> Glory to God. So, but we like to assert our authority as captain. But when we receive a command from the lighthouse, doesn't matter if we're captain or not, if we get a, if we get a message from the lighthouse, a failure to yield our fleshly authority will end up in disaster on the sea of our life when there's a clash of the wheels. I should have got you to sing the lighthouse this morning, brother. I didn't think about it. That would fit good in this message today. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe every true Christian has a desire to follow the perfect will of God in their life. I really believe that. I said, if you follow what I said, every true Christian. To be honest, if you don't have that desire, then I question the reality of your salvation and whatever it is that you do in reference to the church is only pretense. Bless the quietness. At any rate, if you have that desire, but you, your will always clashes with His will or the message of His minister, there's a root problem in your spiritual man that you need to address in a timely manner before you find yourself shipwrecked, amen, on a bunch of rocks, hallelujah, because you as captain have failed to ignore the message from the lighthouse. Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah. If we're true Christians, we've got a desire to 
follow the perfect will of God in their life. Hallelujah. And if we if we don't have desire, then hey, there's a problem with that Christianity. And they need to go back, amen, amen, and take care of it again. But even when you do got a desire, sometimes there becomes a problem because Christianity involves spiritual growth and maturity. And many people start out and they go a certain point and get to a certain place, amen, within their walk of God, and then all of a sudden they don't move forward no more. And the reason that is that their will as being the captain of their life and the will of God as he, as the Hebrew writer said, he's the captain of our salvation. Oh, glory to God. There's a clash of the wills. So somebody, somebody's got to give in. Hallelujah. Well, I got bad news for you. It ain't going to never be God. It's not going to never be God. Some people have a clash of the will of God when the Bible says you've got to repent of your sins to go to heaven. They clash against that. They buck up against it and they hope and pray that God will give in. But I'm going to tell you what, folks. For 2,000 years, He's never given in and He's not going to give in now. There's a whole lot more people clash with the will of God when, uh, when the, uh, the Bible says you've got to be baptized and you've got to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission or the forgiveness of your sins. You get a bunch of clashes of wills in. Hallelujah. All a bunch of religious people begin to clash against that. Hallelujah. But guess what? God ain't going to back up. Hallelujah. If you've got two cars going you got one car headed north and one car headed south, and y'all and y'all meet on a one-lane bridge right in the middle. Somebody's going to have to back up, unless you want to go swimming. Hello, somebody. Hallelujah. And some people in the church, time and time again, get so stubborn and hard-headed in their will, won't listen to the Spirit of God, won't listen to the man of God, and he's not about God to preach. Hallelujah. And they sat there like a night on a log, hoping and praying that God's going to back down. But Brother Dennis, God will never back down, back up. He may gear it down and put the pedal to the metal and run over you, but he's not going to back up. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of Jesus. So when we realize, even though we got a desire to do to have the perfect will of God in our life, and we run across, and we hey, I've clapped, my will has clashed His will a many a time. Hallelujah. I'm the one preaching, so I got to be the first one to admit it. The Bible says the husband must be first partakers of the fruit. Hallelujah. I can't get up here and preach nothing to you that I ain't already partaken of. That's one reason why so many are so big of failures. Hallelujah. They're up preaching stuff that they don't do themselves. They they get up preaching lies that they don't live themselves. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We've got... To find the root of the problem so that the, and address that. Address that situation. 
every time that I clash with the will of God and His perfect will for me in my life, I've got to come to some realities. Because if I don't do so, even though I'm a minister of God, I still can end up shipwrecked somewhere. Do you hear what I'm saying? Apostle Paul said, even though I preach to others, unless I keep myself on subjection, he said, I myself might become a castaway. That's the word of the Apostle Paul. There is um, some things that we've got to, to take to heart. Amen. Number one, folks, we've got to derive our pleasure from His will. If we, if we want to stop this clash, if you want to stop the clash of the wills, of your will and the perfect will of God in your life, the first way you've got to do it is derive your pleasure from His will. Hallelujah. He said, I delight to do your will, O oh my God. Now, I'm going to do like the Apostle Paul did in, in the book of Ephesians. I'm going to talk, I'm talking to the church. I'm, I'm, I'm going to use the husband and wife, amen, uh, as a reference to talking about, about marriage. And, uh, and we're going to, we're, I'm going to try to keep this rated G at, at the best, PG-13. But I've I, I got to bring out something the way God gave it to me. If you're ever going to be able to stop this clash between your will and the will of God you got to derive your pleasure from doing His will. The, the word delight in the Hebrew means to take full pleasure in something. To give you a proper understanding without being too descriptive. The Hebrews used to use this word to describe the pleasure of a husband and, that a husband and wife receives from their most intimate moments of their marital relationship. If you need it any plainer than that, you're going to have to go somewhere else to get it. Hallelujah. Now, you and I should have that same kind of pleasure passion, and excitement in following the perfect will of God in our lives. Do you hear what pastor's saying? You and I should have the same kind of passion, pleasure, and excitement in following the perfect will of God in our lives. Many men and women will look for other sources for that excitement when it's not fulfilled at home. Amen? And many Christians will look for other sources other than Christ if their delight is not fulfilled in His will. Oh, hallelujah! Glory to God! What is your affections on this morning? Apostle Paul said if you didn't be risen in Christ, set your affections on things above and not on things of the earth. Hallelujah. Let's face it, church. Unless you take delight in God's will for your life, there will never be any pregnancies where you give birth to what God desires to develop in your life. Hallelujah. I hope I don't get too deep for some people in here this morning. I said unless you take delight in God's will for your life, you ain't going to never 
hallelujah, have any kind of pregnancies where you give birth to what God desires to develop in your life. Hallelujah. A lot of folks have been going to church for a long time, but they never have gotten pregnant yet spiritually. They've never allowed God to develop anything in their relationship with Him. Hallelujah. They... They, they want to get close enough to God where they think I'll be all right and, and die, but they still want to have a touch and a hold out here in the world. Their heart's divided. Hallelujah. I've even heard Pentecostal people say, well, now, we can't get too fanatic about this thing. Hallelujah. If you can't get fanatic about Jesus Christ, what can you get fanatic about? Hallelujah. Lord, they, got, they go hog wild crazy over a bunch of pig skins out there at the Titans game, and you telling me we can't get fanatic about Jesus Christ? You need to really get saved. You need to really get a good dose of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Somebody told you you got something 20 years ago or 30 years ago that you didn't really get? Hallelujah. My Lord. Hallelujah. Somebody said around here just a week or two ago, God didn't save you and fill you with the Holy Ghost. Just you can just have a good little time and enjoy yourself. God wants to birth something in you. He wants to have something develop in you that you can give birth to. Hallelujah. He wants to use you whether or not you realize it or not. He wants to bless you with something whether you realize it or not. Oh, hallelujah. But it ain't going to never happen until we start taking delight. Remember what I read to you, delight meant. Unless we start taking pleasure. In God's will. Hallelujah. God, God is wanting to birth something right here at Christ Family Church. Hallelujah. But if we're go- if He's going to birth something here at Christ Family Church, Hallelujah. Then we- on Sunday mornings. Either when the alarm goes off or our, our husband and wife wakes us up and says it's time to get ready for church, we got to quit coming up here and says, oh, no. I'm so tired. I'm so wore out. I worked hard this week. Hallelujah. I've got news for you, folks. Follow me from sun up to sundown on the Sundays. Hey, Sunday's supposed to be a day of rest. I'm going to tell you what. It's not no day of rest for me. Time I get home, the last time on Sunday night, man, I'm literally exhausted. I tell Darlene all the time, I says, I need another day just to recuperate from Sundays. Some people don't understand what it is to stand up here and minister under the anointing of God. I get up here and preach to you for 35 or 40 minutes under the anointing. I promise you, I've worked eight hours on a job and I've done this. And this takes just as much energy out of me as working on a job for eight hours. Hallelujah. Believe that whether you want to or not, but it's the truth. 
Hallelujah. Then when you, when, when you add the other times of, of, of your face being in the carpet and praying and agonizing, oh God, I want to see some more birth out of your life. I want to see some birth out of your life and your life and your life and your life. Hallelujah. It takes a toll on a physical body. And you can't pay nobody half as much as it's worth to go through what the ministry goes through in that case. Hallelujah. God wants to birth something in Christ's family. He wants to birth something for you personally. But we've got to take delight, pleasure, fulfillment, excitement, and following the perfect will of God. Put up there Genesis 18, 11 and 12. I want to show you something here. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age. And Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Therefore Sarah, hey, I'm not half as bad as Brother, Brother Swan. <laughs> they had a big screen behind him. One over here on this side and one over here on that side about like that. He preached about half, halfway and he realized what was going on. He looked and he said, oh, he, there it is. So he sat there and preached. Oh, there it is again. <laughs> Came back and started, hey, that's another one over there. Let's keep reading. Had the word all around him. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Let's read this one. Therefore, Sarah. Laughed when in herself, saying, After I have grown old, shall I have what? Pleasure. My Lord being old also. Let me uh, paraphrase, use the same. I can put the same word there. After I have grown old, shall I have delight? My Lord being old also. Hallelujah. Sarah had all the excuses of why she could not give birth. Amen. She had all the excuses of why she could not give birth. And one of the reasons was because the day of pleasure and passion was gone from their relationship. Hello, somebody. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Church, we have to be passionate about our relationship with Christ. If not, you will never be obedient to His perfect will in your life. You're going to always, your will is going to always clash with Him if you don't take pleasure out of doing what He, hallelujah, His will is. Hallelujah. That song is just a darling song. Pull that out again. Give me that. Give me that book. Hallelujah. Sometimes, when something is being sung, we don't we don't get all all the words down, and that's that's one reason why I like to have the words up on the screen up there. Uh, hallelujah. Amen. Let me see what I want to find here. Help me to look forward. With my eyes upon the prize. And keep your holy purpose. 
always focused in my mind. Help me to catch the vision of what you'd have me be. Hallelujah. And realize I'm not just here to fulfill my hopes and dreams. You've got to start putting more pleasure in the will of God than you do your own personal thing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. If you want God to burst something really powerful in your life and you be able to get on a little bit further, mister, then you're going to have to take more pleasure in the Word of God than you do the tree stand. Hello, somebody. If we really want to see God move like He did in Old Testament, day, we want to see somebody fall over dead in this place, and we gather around them and pray, and they come back to life, somebody's got to start taking more pleasure, amen, in God, amen, and studying and reading your Word than you do on watching Survivor on television. Hey, let me tell you another good fast you can go on. Hallelujah. You say, Lord, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fast my most favorite television program that I feel like I can't never, never let pass me. God, I'm going to fast, fast from looking at it for six months. Hallelujah. Hey. I'm just telling what you need to do if you really want to see your family members saved. Glory to God. I'm just I'm just telling what we got got to do if we if we really want to see God move mightily in our lives. Hallelujah. We've got to drive our pleasure from His will. Whatever God tells us to do. We take pleasure, excitement, and passion out of doing it. Hey, God wants me to do this. Hallelujah. I'm going to put everything I've got into it. Hallelujah. God wants me to go over here and witness to such and such person. I'm going to, I'm going to derive my, my, my pleasure, my passion from that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That, folks, is what we've got to do. And I've got, I've got to move on. The second part is we got to keep His Word in our heart. We derive pleasure from His will, and we got to keep His Word in our heart. He said, I delight to do Your will, O my God, and Your law, that's the same thing as His Word, is within my heart. The only way to have the light in the will of God now... I don't know, maybe I may... I hope I maybe I've convinced at least one or two about... Delighting yourself in the will of God, and then, then after you you've realized it's okay. I've got to deny. I got to. Uh, I've got to uh, delight myself in His will. I got to get my pleasure from doing His will. Well, how how do I do that? How do I come about that? The only way you can delight in the will of God is to keep His law or word in your heart. You see, the heart represents affection and love. Hallelujah. When the Bible talks about heart, the heart symbolically, it's a, it, 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 talk, it represents affection and love. Just as love 
between husband and wife is the source of their passion, the love of God and His Word will be the source of your passion and delight for His will. Hallelujah. Amen. Just like your, your love and your affection for your husband or your wife is the source of your passion in your life, it's the same way with God. The love of God and His Word will be the source of your passion and delight. Without it, your will and His will is going to always clash. And I, I, I'm coming to a close. You will never rise higher than just an average Christian to a place where God's uh, will desire to use you greatly in His kingdom. Until that happens, you won't never be nothing but a nominal Christian, an average Christian. You know, I, and I realize there's some people, that, they're content with that. They're content with that. But I, I, I can't help get out of my mind in the Word of God why God saves us in the first place. He saves us that we can do something for Him that others may in turn be saved. Hallelujah. So in conclusion, Brother Darrell, get come on up and get a, get a course. I'm going to close by saying that when a man and a wife delight in one another, they don't, <laughs> and they don't clash every little thing, Amen. It takes a while. When a couple gets married, it takes uh, sometimes to get used to one another. Darlene and I used to, man, my my head and her head used to clash all the time. Hallelujah. I I, I never will forget get the Sunday morning. Brother Bobby probably won't neither that I left here after church, and. Uh, Sitting down here at the traffic light at Trinity Lane and Dixon Pike with a, in a red light, I, I jumped out of the car and, and, and left her sitting on the pasture side, and I was walking down Dixon Road. My Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God all things pass. Hallelujah. But why? But when a man and wife delight in one another and they stop clashing over every little bitty thing, that relationship will create an atmosphere to where each one brings, begins to try as much as possible to give the other all the things he or she desires. When you really begin to love that individual, there's an atmosphere. Hallelujah. There, there became an atmosphere developed in our, in our marriage that um, uh, if, I, if I knew there was something that would make her happy, if it was in my power, I'd try to do it. And I still do that. I don't, uh, it don't have to be no birthday or no anniversary. There were times when Darlene was working, work, working on, on, on the job that I would just out of the blue send her some flyers or whatever. And all everybody else that worked around the day, they spent the rest of the day. What did he do? What did he do? You know, trying to get back on your better side. But see, what I'm what I'm trying to say, folks, there there is a relationship that you can build and create together that you desire to please one another. And my main theme around here, everybody knows that I've been preaching for I don't know how long. 
is we don't want religion. We want a relationship. And this final verse that I'm going to use is, is the main reason why Pastor preached this message this morning that maybe be a, been a little tight for some of us. But I know what it will mean for you if you will latch on it. Put up that final scripture, brother. We've been talking about delight. Amen? Look at here. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and He shall give you the desires of your heart. That relationship between that husband and wife, relationship between you and Jesus, when you begin to take pleasure in doing His will, and you quit clashing against everything He tries to get you to do, you quit bucking up against it. Hey, there are some people in the church that live off of one verse. My God shall supply all your needs according to His riches and glory. That might be all right. And that is great when you've got a need. My God will supply all your need. But I'm here to tell you that you can release, you can, you can approach a relationship with God and, and and I've heard some people say, well, the Bible says God don't give you your wants. He gives you your need. Bless God. That's a lie, folks. This scripture right... Oh. Hey, Lord, let me look over here. Ah, it's over here. Excuse me. Delight yourself also in the Lord. Take pleasure in God, and He shall give you the desire of your heart. Hey, God has supplied my needs... But there's been many, many times in my life I said, I sure would like to be able to get that or have that or do this and that. And God has fulfilled it down through my life. And He'll do it for you because He's no respecter person. But you've got to create the relationship. If you don't create the relationship, don't expect it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Everybody stand. Brother Darrell. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided. To follow Jesus, no turning back, no turning back. Though none go with me, yes, Jesus, I still will follow. Hallelujah. Though none go with me, I still will follow. Though none go I still will follow No turning back Oh, no turning back Will you decide God's been talking to you about doing something Quit bucking up against it Come up here and find you an altar and say, God To the best of my ability, I'm going to do it Been telling you about whatever Anything is you've been clashing your will against his will? Don't turn 
Today would be a good day to get it worked out. Submit yourself unto Him. Delight yourself in Him. He'll give you the desire of your heart. Yes. Hallelujah. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. Oh, no turning back. No none go with me. I still will follow. Oh, none go with me. I still will follow, not go with me, I still will follow, no turning back, no turning back, I have decided. There's, there's a family that's being attacked real heavily, real bad. And Sister Susie, they're standing in for this family, for God to intervene. And I need to get some prayer people to come up. And let's pray right now as they stand in, as they stand in for this family. Come on, let's get some prayer people up here to, to pray. Hallelujah. Some of these others that are needed in prayer to support them, undergird them in with their prayers. Hallelujah. Whatever they're praying about this morning. Hallelujah. 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 Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to agree at this right now with this family. Hallelujah. We're going to believe God. Hallelujah. To take care of this situation. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the mighty name of Jesus. Praise the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 
Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. While everybody is still in a, in a, in a prayer mood and praying, hallelujah, and Brother Darrell can continue maybe to sing some courses or something. Hallelujah. I need, um, I need a, uh, a couple of sisters to go back there and um, assist Melinda and uh, uh, the ladies' restroom to get prepared for this baptism. I'm going to go back to my office and get ready, and we're fixing to have a baptism. Uh, and please, uh, you know, you can uh, those you you can be seated if you like. Hallelujah. Uh, let me let me please ask that you would uh, you would do this. I know for a long time, uh, you know, we had a very small crowd. You know, it was it was fine for people to come up here. Our crowd is too big now to do that, and with the equipment we got up on here, if everybody will um, uh, just stay seated and, and remain seated, then you can see just as much right there as you would be, uh, because we don't have a glass down like they do on some. I mean, once I take take them under, you can't see that part anyway, and uh, I believe it would be best if everybody. Uh, just remain uh, in in their seat because there's no way in the world we can get everybody. This crowd is so big up here on the platform. Uh, we're going to, um, as God blesses and everything, and we do either remodeling or rebuilding or somewhere else, hope to have a, eventually have a baptistry that's up higher that kind of can be seen a whole lot better. But uh, uh, we're going to get ready for this right now. And, Brother, just continue leading some songs, worship until we... Oh. 